everybody. What's going on? Not much, man. Welcome back, guys. Episode 7 of the Modern Monks podcast is upon us. Um, don't know if you guys saw today, but I put up a post saying that um, 95% of all podcasts fail before episode 13. <laughs> I thought we were killing it because we got to 7. <laughs> Only halfway. Sure. Just past halfway. But um, before we get started, uh, a few thank yous. Obviously, AccuFit, second sponsor of the show, just behind Ghetto Movement. Um, without those two companies, you know, the podcast doesn't exist. So thanks for them slipping us a couple of dollars for getting on the airwaves. Yeah, um, AccuFit's throwing in a few more dollars <laughs> than Ghetto, but that's not that's <laughs> neither here nor there, brother. Um, a couple of other special mentions, guys. We want to uh, give Evergreen Landscaping a shout. Um, Jolly's taking real good care of us on the move in here. Um, we've got some awesome ideas for the garden out the back too that Joel's going to be getting in on. I highly suggest giving um, them a call if you've got any gardening, landscaping stuff that needs to be done at your place. They do everything. Um, another one is Jimmy's Burgers, um, our favourite burger joint in town. Um, always keeping us satisfied. Uh, and Coco's Cafe, a new cafe at Ghetto Movement HQ. Um, their burgers are roasting too, their smoothie bowls, the bliss balls, you name it, they make it and it's fucking tasty. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry for, for swearing <laughs> so early, but it is, it's good. But um, without further ado, guys, ep seven. E, how have you been, my man? I've been really good. I've um, I've noticed that this week's been a little rawer in terms of um, in terms of a few things coming into the new space. So now, obviously, we've settled in. The renovations have been done. The bulk of the heavy lifting's been done, and now it's like getting into the swing of things. And and you know, kind of sleeves are up, so to speak. Yeah, literally up for this podcast there. Um, and just feeling that, just feeling that kind of um, that rawness to it, you know. I've got, I realise that when you when you do something hectic and something full on, and you give that emotional output, sometimes you know you don't take care of yourself, and and you keep putting something off, and then when it's time to to get back into it, you kind of feel a bit tired, a bit flat, and you got to kind of remotivate and and get that eye on the prize again. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I found the same thing, and it's it's almost like. Um, you know that old you like resting on your morals or your laurels laurels laurels, laurels yeah, yeah. <laughs> resting on your laurels um but uh, it's so true you you get to a stage and it's like oh yeah i've done this thing and then how often do you see like everything just slips away and it's like well that wasn't too well planned yeah. but yeah we're at that stage now where um, we're off the ground business is open people coming through the doors and we've got to you know give the product that's right for everyone to keep coming back and that we promised them and that we promised you know make this place as special as we've um, we've made it out and i think you know we both have a, a vision and a goal to make this place you know something so different to anywhere else not just in the aurora in the aurora but in the world mm. you know, we really want to stand out and and make our presence felt in the um i wouldn't even say fitness industry just in the wellness industry because we want to attack everything that we're doing you know, to wrap into a, a holistic view of health rather than just, yeah, you need to keep in shape or you need to keep your body, you know, disease-free. We want to be mentally aware, physically aware, spiritually aware, Yeah. you know. So we've got some big mountains yeah, to start moving now. And it's, it's so funny too because your direction, I'm finding that it's, that mine particularly, I don't know about yours per se, but like I find that mine coming to this new space is the direction has changed a lot as well. And certain things that were okay in the one space is not okay in the second space 
and trying to navigate those waters of being like, I thought I knew 100% how clear my direction was, and now I have to tinker and tailor with it a little bit and kind of see what the new direction is, where I'm heading with it, and what it looks like moving forward. Because it's just a little bit, yeah. It's natural evolution, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I mean, we were talking about the other day how um, like working with athletes would be something that we'd like to get into down the line. You know, obviously an athlete needs to be moving well. Obviously an athlete needs to be feeling good to keep turning up, keep training hard and, and all the rest of it. But I feel like if we got together and we wound that up, it's like it's something that we could really um, set up and have programming and um, everything set around, you know, athletes being able to perform at their best week in, week out. And we don't say um, at their best lightly either, like, you know, as an ex-athlete, um, you know, you always used to say, oh, yeah, I'm running at 70% and that's a good week. Yeah. It's like, it's not enough. You know, you want your body to be performing at its best and why shouldn't it be? If you're doing all the right things, there's no reason that your body shouldn't be able to bounce back, recover. That's like one of the landscaping fucking bugs. <laughs> that reminded me of episode two. <laughs> the bug in the mouth. Um, but it's it's something that, you know, we, we feel super passionate about that, you know, you should be able to, to, to be at that level and for your body to handle it, you know, in any capacity thrown towards it. But that's that athlete mentality. Like, I always thought, and I think I've been kind of marinating on it for the last couple of days, particularly of this week, start of this week, where it was like we had the elite crew come through on Sunday and everyone was going through their paces and their assessments and um and it was more about it was less about athletes in general is like treating like the top of the top but more that mentality of person that wants that athlete mindset which is a mindset where the basic day-to-day grind is not enough you want to set platforms and procedures and systems in place that you can then go from this point to another point and not just do that eight-week transformation then end and then six months later, you're like, oh, shit, someone's coming around again or whatever it is. And you're like, I'm going to get back into the swing of things and do another eight-week or 12-week transformation. But that continuous cycle of progression and moving forward so it doesn't just go and end, but keep going. Yeah, sustainability. Like yeah. At the end of the day, that's what the, the fitness industry and the wellness industry lack is sustainability. And that comes down to, to setting good goals, not just like, oh, yeah, I want to be able to do this. And someone builds you a... a program around getting this unattainable goal and you leave disappointed unmotivated you don't want to come back or you set them too low and you know you you hammer it so hard through your your challenge period that you're like oh that was too easy and it wasn't worth it i don't want to go back you need something that keeps you motivated and focused week in week out and you need to be slowly moving towards those things like anything that you can achieve in 12 weeks you're not going to sustain you're not going to keep doing it you need something more long-term and you need to, to realign yourself every so often so you know where you're headed and you know where you're focused because your body's natural evolution will take shape and you'll find that you know, you'll make gains in other areas, like we call them indirect gains. So you start training one thing and you're moving towards your goal and all of a sudden you're doing these things that you, know, you had you know, down on your goals list, but it's like, oh shit. But it's because you've been focused, you've been connected with what you're doing and you're turning up week in and week out and you're getting the things done. Yeah, I think you're exactly right in saying that um, it's more the athlete mentality that people lack and if you start treating yourself with more respect as to how you train and how hard you put in and 
the hours that you dedicate to your physical and mental and spiritual body, then everyone is an athlete to, to a certain extent. You know, you may not get paid the big bucks for it, but you're still putting in the time physically, you're still showing up, you know, you're burning energy, you're burning calories, you're getting better at what you're doing, getting stronger. If you're not taking the same steps that a professional athlete would, then, you know, you eventually you're going to set yourself up for injury or, you know, you're going to do something that's not fantastic and you go, oh, well, I tried. But if you are looking after yourself and you're beating injuries, you're beating illness and you're doing these things and you can still show up, you're on the money. Yeah. You're going to be more excited to go and train. You're going to be more excited to do stuff physically, more likely to go out on the weekend or, you know, of an afternoon and, and do something rather than, you know, being in a slump and not happy with life. Yeah. What do you think that, what do you think that shortfall is then? Like, what do you think the, because it, it's a singular thing that you witness and I, I even see it for myself and when it comes to like the physicality of stuff, like I've dropped the ball over the last four years consciously in a sense that I've made other choices and I've gone, I'm not going to prioritize this at the expense of the shit that I get from my friends <laughs> on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me clarify Eamon's talking to me directly here. He's not talking about any of his other friends. He's talking to me directly. Yeah. Some of your friends, no matter how close and how much they have your back, will give you shit about this kind Some of stuff. Some of them. He's talking to me. But I've, I've like made that choice. And then I go, when we, when we built this space, one of the biggest motivators for me was that I wanted that. So I wanted to outsource that completely. So I go, I don't have a choice but to be reminded of that every time I go to work. Every time I go into that environment where I spend the majority of time, I'm going to have someone who's like, just, say, bro. Me. just say me. Will's like, you're looking a little chunky. <laughs> oh, never. You I have. Never. You sass me daily. <laughs> I would never say that. We had, we had our, um, our body assessments done, a DEXA scan. Yeah, actually, I got zinged hard on this one. Yeah. So my scan came back. Like, all right, I've been training really hard. My numbers were, were good. And um, we, so we got measured. And I swear to God, I used to be one seven eight centimeters tall, and I came in at one seven six. I was so shattered. And Eamon got up there, and he came. It was four millimeters, half a, not even half a centimeter taller than me. And what did I say that it was point four? It looked as quick, a number looked clean. Quicker, quicker than I could say anything about his body fat that was going to be higher, or he was going to be heavier, or you know anything. Quicker than that, he looks at me and goes. I can always get leaner. I can build more muscle mass. You can't grow taller. <laughs> Just floor me. Yeah. That oh, was one of my better moments. Man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like it. But it was good. Like that, that assessment was good. I mean, that was, that was an, an opportunity for us to have like a real honest, like I don't know 100% legitimacy of the scan. I haven't done enough research into that stuff. But it was an assessment that you could measure something against at some point yes exactly and that's the perfect way to put it is that you're measuring it against a scan that you're going to get in the future yeah and an assessment by the physio that you're going to get in the, f in the future because as we were going through it it was like oh what are these numbers actually compared to and it's you know, it goes against a, a, um, a general pop standardization and everyone was like oh so i fall in here on that and like quickly press pause on the whole conversation because every single human body type is different so why would we compare ourselves to the standard general pop it's like no nah, 
brush that mentality straight away, guys. This is ground zero for our moving forward. And the elite crew that we've got are fantastic. We've got 15 guys that have joined up to a group that want to be kept accountable, that want to be training hard, and they want to be looking after their body, both nutritionally, um, medically, physically with their training, and then spiritually with meditation and mindfulness practices. So these guys have asked and jumped on board um, you know, to be kept more accountable. And the first thing that I think everyone needs to realize is, is that these scans are not to be compared between you and I, and they're not to be compared between anyone else in the group. Like as much as we razz each other. Yeah. Did you leave your phone on loud too? <laughs> Jesus, you're having a shocker. Um, as much as like we razz each other and, you know, I, I, I can't emphasize enough that if you do get these things done, it's not meant to be taken and compared to other people. This is just your point of reference to come back to. Mm. You know, so you keep moving forward. You can come back and go, oh, I was leaner then. Okay, well, what was the training that I was doing then? All right, I'm going to jump back into that and see if I can, you know, get back to that stage. And then from there, it's, it's, a, it's just simple checking in with yourself over a certain time period. You know, oh, that's a nice photo of me. What year was that? Oh, sweet, September 2018. Awesome, that was my first phase of the Elite program. Let's see what I was doing. Yeah. And you can check back in. You can aim to get back to that same space. But the point is you've got tools to do it. Whereas if you're going, oh shit, you know, Will's half my body fat percentage and, you know, this and this and all of these numbers, it's like, it's not right, yeah. you know, because you, you're comparing apples and oranges, but to, everyone does it. Stupidly, everyone does it. And I'm not even, I'm not sorry for saying that because it is the most stupid thing you can do. It's like, can, like it's, it's the old bloody saying, it's like watching a, a, judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree. It's just, you shouldn't do it. Like yeah. you, you're setting yourself up for failure because someone's metabolic rate might be high. They might burn fat quicker. Mm. You know, they might have great genetics where, you know, they can eat what the fuck they want. Yeah. But here's bloody Joe Blow in the corner, like banging his head against the wall because he doesn't have the same six pack that someone else does. Cut that shit out. That's your document. But that's the thing is like, I was a bit, not resistant to it, but I was just like, oh, I don't really need to, to know. Mm. And then I was like, when we came on the day, I was like, Oh, that's really, really interesting. And then I realized when I was doing it, and even like results or whatever aside, I was like, you don't know what you don't know. And you can't measure against what you don't know or what you think you what can you don't measure. Yeah. And ultimately, at some point, it's like anything. When, you, when you've got so many things going on and you've got so many distractions and so many things that you're busying yourself with, it's so hard to get clarity. And like infinitely, it's easier just to simplify everything and go, okay, here's a measurable result whether or not I subscribe to it or not, but this is a measurable result that I can now track whatever this next immediate period of my life is. Mm. So I know that if I'm in this program for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, I can go, I can measure this against it and I can make sure that I'm accumulating data and I can go, okay, I've actually moved forward and not because I think I've moved forward or like try and recall what you had for lunch three days ago. Do you want me to actually recall? Well, tr like, do you know what you had for yeah. lunch three days ago? A burger chicken burger chicken peri peri burger actually from charcoal chicken Wollongong alright a month ago might have been in Bali probably some kind of yeah, yeah. I love how you just affected my point <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to recall <laughs> that stuff if it doesn't if it's not really important to if you it. And not even that it's hard to recall it if you haven't got it in front of you yeah. if you haven't written it down yeah. and that's most of the things that happen to you like, no matter how, how important it seems to you at the time oftentimes you won't remember I mean 
my partner always reminds me of stuff I don't remember all the time because I haven't written it down and made a fucking note on it and signed it off. I didn't tell you about the win I had this week too. Oh, Sorry, yeah. sidebar guys. Um, so Emma and I have had a problem lately with me not doing stuff that I'm supposed to be doing because she tells me to do it and I forget. We now have a note system. Emma writes me a list. I've got a week to do all these things. You know how much I love a list. This is the best thing ever. So I just go home, cross a few things off. I'm like, bam, that's my Tuesday done. I'm out of here. Yeah. And then it's bad. It's, oh, I just work so well on that list. Sorry. No, that's, that's a good point because you've got measurables now. You yeah. Can tr- you I've got measurables because I know what I've got to do and it's there in front of me every day. Yeah. And then every day she can put like a little gold star yeah. next oh, to you. Oh, man, if we get a star system going at home, I'm dominating. The kid will never stand a chance. I should put one of those up for you at my house, bro. <laughs> Come around and start repairing shit. All I need is a little gold star on a collar. Reward system, it works well. Yeah. But that's what we're talking about with the measuring results and stuff that you can track. I think that when we did that exercise on the day, it was something that was like, okay, you learn a little bit about yourself and now you can track something moving forward. And I think it's like, it directly correlates into life and other aspects as well because I think ultimately, you, people come to the clinic all the time and I go, how'd you go last week? Did you write anything down and track how you were feeling day to day? No, but I think I feel a little bit better or I think I feel this or I'm not really sure. Actually, you know what? I can't really remember. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how you can't build data around that. We can't move forward if we have no idea and we're just kind of making it up day to day. Because your headspace might be completely different. Like you might have the worst day, the shittest day, and you're going to frame it in a negative light. You're going to be like, oh, I can't remember. It was probably shit the last week. But if you had a positive day, you'd be like, actually, it's been pretty good. Mm. That's the difference in like a moment. And that might happen in the car park before you walked in. So if you're, if you're not basing your life on things that you can measure and you can track and that are ultimately like really simplified, then you, I feel like you're just playing a game that you're ultimately losing because you'd be in the same place you w- were now in six months' time, six weeks' time, whatever. So true. And, but everyone does it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing and hope for a different result. You know, not gonna not gonna measure how I'm feeling. I'm not gonna check in with what I'm doing. I'm not gonna document any of the things that I'm moving forward on. But then I'm just gonna take an assumption and guess that you know, six weeks down the track or six months down the track or six years down the track, I'm doing better. Yeah. My my dad has this thing, and um, he said if you're having six out of the ten good days, like you're winning. You know, and that can be with a partner, that can be with a job, in life in general, it can be spread across the board. And so he always talks about how he like talks to people, he goes away on holidays, my old man can talk the legs off a chair, like he's, he's just, <laughs> if anyone, anyone listening knows my dad, you know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, so he'll go and make some friends and he has a chat to him and like he's just one of those guys that people seem to open up to naturally. Yeah. So people start dumping their problems on him and he gets all philosophical without knowing it, grew up in the country, he doesn't know that he's actually like borderline Buddhist monk. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest. Um, and he'll just be like, well, look, you know, for the next month, I want you to go home and on the good days, green circle, bad days, red cross. He goes, at the end of the month, tally him up, take your average. If it's six out of 10 good days, you're killing it. Life's yeah. good. Yeah. And he goes, if it's not, you need to make some changes. And that's his little, that's his thing. That's pretty good. Do you want to know why it's six out of 10? So if you look at any number one tennis player that's ever come into number one, their serving percentage, their first serve percentage is never better than 62%. And so he said, if the best in the world at tennis can't get 
one six out of ten first serves in. Why should we? Why like? Why should we be any different? Why do we hold ourselves to this perfect ten mentality when the best tennis players in the world that all they do is bang first serve after first serve every day? If they're missing it in game time, you're allowed to miss a couple of days. Fuck, that's hilarious. I didn't, know you, I didn't know Mick was such a tennis fan. Classic. <laughs> we used to have a tennis court in the backyard, bro. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they've got something similar with like free throws, free throws and like Michael Jordan, like LeBron, yeah. they can't throw to save themselves, which is probably why I have trouble with the board um, a lot of times <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, th- I just thought, I thought the weekend was, was very fascinating and it actually kind of translated a little insight into... Um, into the day and having kind of markables and measurables for myself within my business that I don't, I don't always consciously track. Like how many people have come through the door, how much revenue, whatever it is. Uh, what's client overall satisfaction? And I think that ultimately I'm like, I was thinking about it today and I had one client come in and he was like, nah, I don't know if I'm feeling it. And that was like right at the start of the day and I was like, oh shit. It's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day and I know if I'm finishing it, it's, it's 10.45 and I finish it 7.30 A that if it doesn't pick up and if I get some more negative things I'm going to go on that little fragile trajectory your cup starts to empty man yeah and I was thinking like how can I how can my whole day be dictated by somebody else's response somebody else's action well it's because we're in the energy transaction business you know like I I can come into a class and be completely exhausted but the energy of the room lifts me up to another level you know so the other people lifting me on the and on the other hand i can be happy as larry and if their energy drags me down that's what happens same thing so it's it comes down to like it's not in your control but what you can control is then like what you're measuring it against so instead of that comment being like oh look you know didn't really do it for me today man pins are in the wrong place you can go okay well let's rewire that to be a little bit of constructive feedback you go check out your meridian chart and you go all right well what did i miss here and you turn it into a little bit of a a productive mishap rather than like oh shit you know maybe i'm losing my touch or did i check this pulse right you know was i even on the right side of the body (laughs) wrong person yeah yeah wrong person shit that's not gonna help that was george it was steve yeah but you know but but even but then but then checking back in on the next time so you can hone in a little deeper and you record that yourself you go okay Stevie had a bad experience. Let's dial it back and make sure his next one is going to be that level up. Or make sure the next person that comes in, you take that little bit of extra care. You yeah. know, communicate a little better, connect a little better. And it's all of a sudden it's, you know, you don't have a choice, but for Rosa who comes in next, bam, Rosie's coming out and she's like, hey, you're the man. Yeah. You're on point today. Little does she know it's only because you mucked up on Stevie. Yeah, that's so true. It's funny though when you think about it and assess it how quickly, like I recognised in the moment when I was like already kind of destabilised a little bit and I was like, I'm not the fucking best at what I do and suddenly I was like, you know, I had to hold myself up on the desk, you feel me? And, um, <laughs> you feel me? And I was just like, I was like, how can I still, even though you're consciously aware of something, how can you still follow that train or follow those tracks down a path that you're Man, like... the mind is a fragile thing. Yeah. The ego is even more fragile. It's so fragile just it's, it's so funny that the littlest things can derail you too yeah you know and it happens to everyone everyone like no one i know is a strong enough person that like 
there's not a little flicker of doubt when something happens and they're like yeah what why'd you say that because my hair really not that nice or like you, you don't like the shirt i'm wearing like whoa i'm not the best at that yeah everyone's fragile man just everyone's but i mean i guess i could go off on another tangent here but it's like nowadays everyone you know so quick to defend themselves that they're not even really listening to what's being said in the first place and it's like you know obviously you've got a, a good mindfulness practice under your belt and you're aware of how you feel and you're in tune with you know why certain things pop up person on the other foot would be like well that's actually your fault because you're not in a good place before you come in so maybe you should think about changing something yeah and it's like oh hang on a minute oh, <laughs> the customer, customer's always right why are you coming down on me like that <laughs> but yeah. but i mean it comes it comes down to that in this day and age like do a little road test and like don't be shocked if you get punched in the face but you know go and say something to someone and make it their fault and i guarantee you they won't even think about it they will throw it straight back on you yeah. They will not even think twice about what you're even talking about. And they will tell you it's your fault. No one reflects on anything. They're just like, nah, can't be my fault. Why would it be my fault? It's your fault. You did it. Yeah, it's so reactive, hey? It's so reactive. Do you think maybe like, you know how it's like, where people always start, I say, oh, you know, it's so hard to meditate. It's so hard to, to do that. Do you reckon it's more, it's so hard to kind of, be quiet and be by yourself and let your own self-judgment or let that kind of pendulum swing back and hit you or that mirror kind of go oh hey champ we're not really happy with fucking your work ethic today and you're like oh i don't have anyone else to blame now you know what i mean i don't have anyone else to be like oh the, the bin hasn't been taken out or whatever it is man so you've opened up pandora's box on that one i reckon because it's it's you know and people say, yeah, it's hard. Oh, I think about the grocery list. I think about this. But then is it that you're thinking about the grocery list or is it because you're getting upset at yourself for thinking about the grocery list? Mm. You know, that's self-reflection. When the pendulum swings back and it's like, you can do better. Yeah. If you say it to me, I can be reactive and go, nah, you can do better. Yeah. I'm fine over here. But when, it, when you say it to yourself and you get in that situation, it's quiet. It's like, well, can you? Mm. and and without sounding like you know we're telling people that they need to do better or meditate more and do meditation better i think it's very important that everyone does check in with themselves like that because if ultimately what you get from everyone else so if you find you know you're bumping into a lot of people and they're showing a little bit of hostility generally that's a good indicator that you are being hostile towards others. You know, you need to check yourself, figure out why it is you're showing this hostility because what you put out is what you get back in. And I don't care if you don't believe it, I'm telling you. If you document that and you go around and smile to 20 people in a day, you're going to get more smiles than you got the day before because you're giving out that positive feedback and you're going to get it back in. But I don't think people are in tune enough with you know, that mindset towards their mind, body and spirit that they give themselves the, the luxury of thinking that they can control what's going on around them. You know, like that they can attract the right things in if they just focus on it. And, you know, I'm not talking about five minutes of, you know, repeating a mantra. I'm talking about day in, day out, 
being focused on what it is that you want in your life, the abundance that you want, and you will get it. Mm. You know, opportunities will present themselves. Obviously, a million dollar lottery ticket is not going to roll up on your front step. All right? You have to actually still take action. You still have to get up and go to work. You have to hustle. You have to grind. But if you ask and you focus on what it is that you want, anything in the world, opportunities will present themselves to make that happen. Mm. So true. Also, there's that messed up lottery ticket winning thing where there's something, something in the States where something like three out of five people who won the lottery ended up dead in the next 10 years or something like that. Well, they all... Broken families. Yeah, all they, all get, they all get rich quick and then it's a shit life anyway. Yeah. Bloody... And it keeps popping up and it popped up in the Aubrey Marcus, Jay Shetty podcast. And Jim Carrey, it's Jim Carrey's quote. He's like, I wish everyone could be rich and famous and get everything that they ever wanted so they can realize that it is nothing that they want. Yeah. It's the complete opposite to the life they want. Yeah. But everyone's too focused on diamonds and gold and popping bottles and all the rest of it that they don't realize that it's an absolute like gift to be able to walk down the street and no one know who you are. Were we talking about that last episode with Cristiano Ronaldo? Was that no, I think we were just talking about that in general. Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. And Cristiano Ronaldo goes to walk while the World Cup was on, goes to walk into a shop to buy something and he's literally got to have security guards holding people back and like they're just touching him. You know, these people don't have ill intentions. They just love the guy but they have to touch him and be in his face and like I touch Cristiano he's got cameras in his face can you imagine no. like how many people you'd want to karate chop yeah. but you've just got to cop it on the chin because one one wrong move in front of you know seven billion people and you're the biggest asshole that ever lived yeah. no one's going to let you live that down every single person in the world could sympathise with being annoyed like that all day every day but no one's going to have his back yeah Everyone turn on him quicker than anything, especially Australians. <laughs> we love nothing more than tearing people back down. Especially an athlete. Yeah, especially an athlete. Especially an athlete that did better in the World Cup than us. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's a reactive world that we live in, and we always want to be knowing that we're doing better than someone else and that you know, what we do matters, and if it doesn't, then we want to make sure people know that we think it matters. It's like, just be. Well, I found that, that it was really interesting as well when they're talking about that ego construct of that competitive nature that we all have. Your success ultimately undermines my success because we're both competing for the same thing. Not really, but like we just think that we are. It's either success, fame, money. If you have the money, I don't have the money. If you have the success, somehow I haven't gotten the success. And I think it's, it's, it's so fascinating the idea that your ego is always going to react like that because we compare ourselves to each other naturally, either in a primal sense, in a tribal sense, just observing it, right? You're always going to compare yourself against someone who's got a better body, someone who's more handsome, someone who's smarter, someone, someone who's got a better, better head of hair. Yeah. And, um, I'm not talking about me, why don't you? Too? Me here, <laughs> and, um, where was I going with it? And the, but the challenge is, is, the responsiveness time in which you're either your ego gets fed or your ego seeks out in other people, so as in either you praise me or everyone's praising you and I get jealous of that, that time delay in which you can 
short amount of time where you can come back to yourself and be like, oh wait, what am I doing, man? I should be happy for him. Or I should be happy that someone said something kind to me. As opposed to that length of time where I mull over it for a day. I mull over it for a week. Or suddenly it consumes my life. And suddenly I'm talking about it every Christmas that my sister is more successful than I am. Or whatever it is. Is that you shorten that time between that recognition that it affects you. And use that as fuel and motivation to achieve something for yourself. Or achieve something that you think will serve you and satisfy you. And, and shorten that time in which you're corrupted by that egoic all-consuming fucking stress that it just just it just takes over from everything it's um it's a it's a similar mindset to um like you are the the sum of the five people that you hang around with most it's like if you answer yourself real honest right now you say would you rather be the weakest person out of those five or would you rather be the strongest person out of those five? You know, like in any aspect, business-wise, socially, whatever, best looking, best head of hair. Yeah. You know, what would you rather be? Instantly, you go, you want to be the top dog, right? Everyone wants to be the top dog. Yeah. But that's not the place to be because if you're the guy that's hanging out with four other successful people in whatever field you choose, then you have the most to gain. Mm. You know, you have the most to build on. You have the most experience to draw on. You have the most leverage that you can pull. Yeah. And you have the most growth to attain. So you're using the energy of the people around you tactically. You know, you don't want to... You you should steer away from ever being, you know, that guy or that girl or the person that's always, you know, doing the best because it's the people around them that are actually doing the best. You know, they're improving their lives dramatically. It's just that the person that's at the top's got the spotlight on them. You don't want that because they get the attention and have to deal with all the extra things that come with it. Yeah. You're better off being that person that is close with those other four people that are all doing super well and you're just trailing off, off the edge. And you know, you pick up bits and pieces from everyone and you're learning on the run and you just, every day it's like, bam hitting that damn hitting that and it's just constantly building and building and building and it's you know but it's not in you know our egoic mind that we ever want to be in that situation we always want to be up top straight away yeah you know but enjoy the hustle enjoy the grind enjoy you know learning from the best in the biz i think it's probably the best thing about like look at someone like gary v who's who's very different I don't want to operate like that. I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm working 20 hours and I'm like trying to find more periods of time in my life where <clears throat> I can shorten my dinner time so I can then, you know what I mean? Like I don't want that kind of lifestyle. I never wanted that. Even if it's at the at the risk of not being the multi-multi-billionaire and having all that influence. It's just not something that's ever satisfied me, that mentality. But there's something that he always seems to stress consistently where everyone who always asks very similar questions around how do I combat this or how do I get what I want or how do I enjoy the pleasures and not um, and not compromise everything is that you have to respect and you have to want to be more a part of the process and the journey than the outcome because ultimately the outcome is the end and the that's that's the end point of your life so if you want everything to get to that point it's all over there's no more time there's no more there's no more learning there's nothing it's it. It's the end. You got the outcome. You're successful. You're 85. You're on your way out. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for it to be all over and I'll be rich in 85. Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm. You either need to understand that the process is going to happen regardless and you can expedite it in certain ways by doing that self-awareness technique, doing stuff that serves you, surrounding yourself with the right people, or you can wish and will your life away ultimately for the outcome that may or may not satiate you. I agree 100%. Jim Carrey might be like, rich and famous doesn't didn't serve him and he wishes that happened to everybody. But maybe it does serve people. Maybe that outcome is for them. But ultimately, it doesn't matter what that is because the outcome will be the end. And it'll be all over at that point. Yeah, and no one wants to reach that point. No. More than anything, I would rather be where I am failing on a daily basis. Enjoying the process, enjoying the, enjoying process, the learning. Yeah, yeah. struggling That's and so other things. so true. Then get to that outcome and being like, if someone goes, here's the keys to facility and everything that you ever wanted, obviously one hand would go up and the other hand would be like, <laughs> yes, what are you doing, bro? Him, bro? It's there. It's, it's, it's within yeah. reach. But I mean, and then, but then there's no, yeah, and it's so true. Like, and speaking firsthand from this place, like it was such a process to get the doors open. It was such a process and it was so stressful and so much sleep was lost and so many fights were had and, but God damn, I appreciate this joint now. And it's got such a good energy inside it. Yeah. And it's like without that hard work, without the process, like it doesn't mean anything. But I mean, then without what comes next, all that stuff means nothing. Yeah. And it's like we said at the start of the thing, you know, you can get complacent when you hit that little um, checkpoint and you go okay yeah I'm content and it's like just like you said then it's like okay well if that's it then that's the end point you know, that's yeah. where it all falls apart and you know the end point may not be death but the end point is essentially going to be the collapse of everything that you just built yeah. because you can't rest there yeah fuck yeah heavy huh I think that's why when I sometimes I look around this space, I'm like, you've, we've achieved so much and all these things are happening. And it's only four walls, but the energy in the space feels good. And I don't think it feels good because of any other reason than you set the intention. Like when I, when I, pick a, when I do the treatment space and I kid everything out, I don't design it for myself. I design it for to facilitate people having like the best, most relaxing time that they could have, right? Like you set this space not to satisfy yourself financially, but to build a space in pe which people can re reach their best selves. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you're facilitating a process, an idea, much more than you're facilitating an outcome of anything else. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just setting a space with the best intention. That's why it feels good. That's why it feels enough ultimately now and it may it may be too small in the future because everything grows and expands, you know, until it contracts obviously. But it's gonna keep growing and growing and growing and that's the only reason why you shift. If you because the intention itself is gonna always be solid, it's always gonna feel right. And I think that I don't know, I think I wish more people kinda had that had that perspective or looked at their life and go, well, What's What's that intention for me? Like, what what am I trying to set? Not what the outcome is, not what the job looks like, not even that what you're building your life for, whether it's family, friends, other people. Like, what's your what's your intention? Like, what's like if you could do like an elevator pitch or mission statement or something that will be a summation of of what you want or what you want your legacy to be. 
That's who you are intrinsically. If you want people to reach their best selves, that's admirable. That's going to go longer than your name will go, than you will go. You know? I mean, that's what I want for myself. I, I want to I build a space in which people can... That I don't have to be there for people to reach their best selves. It's completely void of me. I think it's infinitely easier to turn up for work if that's if that's your mentality, as opposed to it needs to make X amount of dollars. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I was only having this chat um, today with a friend, and as soon as you start thinking, you know, more money, more money, more money, like you don't get that. You know, because people can smell that you, you're in it for the wrong reason. And I think the reason this community is what it is, is because everyone that comes through the doors knows that, you know, everyone involved is going to do everything they can to help them get to where they need to be. They're going to answer questions. They're going to help with progressions. They're going to help with regressions. You know, every, every single message that comes in after my bedtime, I respond first thing in the morning you know, at 4.35 in the morning, you know, because I want them to know that that support's there. And, you know, it's it's a part of the way I feel personally about it all, and I think that's authentic, you know, because I reach out. I want them to know that it's always there, that support's always there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that maybe people get too caught up in the, the rat race that they lose, they lose what got them started in the first place. And they lose sight of what you were just talking about. They lose sight of that, you know, fulfillment that you get from helping person to person and, you know, giving them the tools that they don't need to be here and train. They don't need to come to class because we've given the information that they need to be able to do it themselves. But they come back because of the love, because of the friendliness and the relationships that get built. And, like, I think that's you know, where, where ghetto's strength lies and where my strength as a facilitator lies. It's that building connection between people. Um, you know, yeah, it's a kick-ass space. You can do some awesome tricks if you train hard enough. But essentially, the thing that makes this place what it is is, you know, the people that come in and the love that fills the room. And I think if I ever got away from that, then the business would collapse. Yeah. rain, hail or shine, this is the place to come to like have a good time and, and move your body to bed. Mm. And, you know, it's, um, if, it, if it becomes too much of a financial strain, then, you know, we downsize. But I, I think if you ever hang on to like trying to earn more money than, you know, what you should be trying to earn on something, then you're just going to suffocate whatever it is that you're holding on to. Yeah. When you, yeah, I think when you, when you do fleeting things like money, success, whatever it is, as opposed to the belief like, how can I be best of service today for everyone, for myself, for the group? Like it's, it's infinitely easier to make the right choice and move in the direction that you want. Like everyone that you train, everyone that I treat, everyone that people, the coffee shop feeds that give coffee to, drinks, whatever, that you're, you're acting in the best service that you know how it's only going to reap positive intention mm. so that's, it's less about the title of PT, coach acupuncturist, barista whatever. It comes back to what we were talking about before that energetic exchange, you're always going to get back what you give 
sure there's probably times when you feel like you've been being awesome and doing really nice stuff for a lot of people and you get kicked in the shins and everything falls apart. It's just a life lesson. It's prepping you for what's ahead. The good stuff's about to come. The growth is about to happen. Uh, it just it happens to everyone. Don't feel special. Yeah. You know, everyone gets the same 24 hours. Everyone gets the same hard knocks. You know, you never know what someone else is going through. <coughs> so you shouldn't always think that people have got it easy. But if you do the right things, you act the right way, and you have the right intention, then I think it's only a matter of time until what it is that you're giving out comes back to you. Or even if it doesn't, <laughs> what's the alternative? Yeah, exactly. You don't have another choice. You can be a piece of shit. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. If you, you know, no one wants to be a piece of shit. It's good, man. It's a nice chat tonight. Episode seven. I feel like we're getting better at the communication side of uh, being on the podcast too. Yeah, halfway through until. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we finish up tonight, guys. Um, I only just decided I'm pulling the trigger on this now um, so it's news to easy is too but we've been talking about setting up um, a bit of a men's health um, session um, you know we've the community itself here has been affected by um, some strong mental health issues of late suicides um, heavy depression and you know people just not being in good places to be able to do their day to day and we really want to offer at least somewhere that people can come have a chat feel safe you know even if it's just come sit in on a guided meditation with Ian myself um, you know if you want to share your experience after if you don't it's fine but just know that there's a place here and there's people that you can come and talk to come and hang out with um, you know we've got a basketball hoop that's going back up soon we've got a ping pong table you can just come and chill out and you know do whatever um, but yeah we're going to sort out some food um, and some catering for it uh, Friday the 14th of September hope you don't have anything on if you do clear schedule um, Friday the 14th of September um, so after our regular um, handstands and hamburgers class which everyone is welcome to come to on that day um, we are gonna just sit chill kick it we'll, um, we'll have some food together uh, he's gonna run a guided meditation um, just to connect the room and then afterwards uh, we can talk about the things that come up we can talk about what's going on in each other's lives you can sit and listen um, you know you can shoot some hoops chill out but we just want a safe place for everyone to hang out. Um, and if you are going through some shit, come and, you know, listen to some other people. Their experiences may help you navigate through your experience. Um, you know, you may pick up some tools that can help you navigate your experience. Whatever it is, is a positive thing to take out of it. We want to do our bit to help our local community because it's, it's too much and it's becoming too regular and, you know, too many people losing sons, too many people losing daughters, dads, mums, whatever it is. And I think, um, you know, ultimately what we want to do is help people navigate their own lives in a way that, you know, they're in control. And we feel like that we've got a platform that we can do this. So 
um, you know, even if you're just into some meditation or whatever it is and you want to come check it out, come 14th of September, 6.30 p.m. Um, at Ghetto Movement HQ. Uh, it's free of charge. Um, we'll see if we can get some food here. That might cost you 10 bucks, but um, the meditation and our service completely sweet. Um, I think it's what we can do. Absolutely. Just come and hang out even if none of that applies to you, you know? <laughs> you feel? You feel? But yeah, can't stress it enough, guys. The more people we get here, the better we can make our reach and the more people we can help. Yeah. Spread it far and wide. Share the shit out of this little clip. Beautiful. All right. Wrapping up, Ep7. Ep7, done and dusted. Man, it's good. Stuff, baby. That was good, brother. <laughs> Super awkward. <laughs> we gotta, I want to do one of these ones, but for sure. Like. Yeah, it's nice. Snoop the loop. All right, I'm putting it in, 6.30.